us. Yes. It is us. And uh, who are we? Citizens of multiple earths. And I'm your host, Chucky Chu. I'm your co-host, Jacob Hartley. And uh, you are listening live here on Jolt Radio. Good old Jolt. Good old Jolt Radio. Jolty time. Head on down to joltradio.org and... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds and like listen a, to us. You know one of those car commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He gets it. So mm. yeah, head on down to joelradio.org, or you can download the app. I was going to say, you know something that we never mentioned on the show that you can download the app. There's an app. Oh my god! And it's free to download. And in this in the app store in this day and on age, Google Play. if you don't have the Jolt app, you may or may not be living. It's 2020, people. Get 2020. your apps. You know, I, I saw that tizers. I saw <laughs> that uh I saw this uh Ron Burgundy meme that I've been seeing all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh says, you know, January 1st, the new year is starting out great. It's going to be a good year. January 2nd, Australia's on fire. Yeah. January 3rd, World War 3 has ding- has been declared. And the bottom is Ron Burgundy and it just goes up. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 2020 was like, mm-hmm. ha ha, bitches. 20, it's going to be one hell of a decade. 2020 was like, 2019, think you were bad? Hold my beer. Yeah. Just uh, just wait. <laughs> uh, and for oh, those God. who cannot listen uh on live rather mm-hmm. uh we are on other platforms such Many. as apple podcasts mm-hmm. uh spotify uh itunes counts as apple podcasts uh soundcloud we're on so many platforms yeah even platforms i've never heard of yep uh that i have gotten emails that of people telling me that we're <laughs> we are on these platforms um, and if you could be so kind and subscribe, rate, and review, it's a nice free way of supporting us. Uh, a non-free way of supporting us would be by donating to our Patreon. 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 Where you get exclusive content and stuff, and we get money. It's kind of a great deal. Give us money. Give us money. And if you're watching on Instagram right now, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we very, very rarely go live on Instagram to do recording episodes. Yeah. We've gone live before. We uh, have. For we, we've done the lives. For our weekly stack. Um, but it's very rare that we do this live on Instagram. So shout out to the IG followers and not Instagram, because Instagram's algorithm sucks. Shout out to the IG followers. The, oh. The followers, oh, okay. not the machine. Don't yeah, hate man. the player. You know? Hate the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about a couple serious things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I guess I'll try to keep it as light as possible. But it is uh, a heavy topic of current events and uh, transgenerational trauma amongst the people. POC community. Yes. Particularly within cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Only an hour to tackle all that. How are you going to do it? 
Well, I'll tell you how. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet points, people. Um, I'm also, I'm just going to, I just want to state that Jacob and I are uh, not political ex- experts here. We're oh, just God, average no. Americans giving our average American thought process and opinion. And we are definitely not those people who think that we're uh, right about all of our views. Sure. You know, and we don't think that we're ex- experts so, if you do have a differing viewpoint, feel free to share it. You know, and and I want to say just like, share it in a respectful manner, please. A construct right, a constructive way. Like, don't just say I hate when people are like, I don't like this or I hate that. Okay, yeah. why? Like, you know, it's like let's like just like put a thought process behind why you're against something. Or why you view something this yeah. way. Not just to be hateful and spiteful and like, well, I just don't agree with you. Yeah. You know and what I, I mean? I I found myself uh, reading one of those like Facebook arguments that my friend got, got himself into. Why'd you bother? Uh, I, I also frustrating. No, I'll be honest. I like I I like reading them. I, I've I've learned not to comment on them. Well what I do is I use my emojis. <laughs> I oh, use the like, like emojis. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, and something I've noticed, and I notice this a lot, and I'm not pointing fingers at, at any party, but when two or more people from one party are in the argument, mm-hmm. of course they gang up, you know, but without anyone else mentioning their party, the political party affiliate, you know, they start just like, Blaming it on the fact that this person is a party affiliate, you know, i.e., um, all these. This is just like a liberal Democrat, da, 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 but no one mentioned no one brought that it up. they were Who brought it up a Democrat <laughs> or that they were liberal. It's just like yeah, yeah, and it's it's and I've seen both sides do it, you know, and something I've grown more and more towards is on paper I'm a Democrat. You know, that's just because I need to be able to vote for who I need to be able to vote for. You know? And I like voting in primaries and shit like that. But I know Democrats are nowhere near a good party. Well, the the thing is, neither of them are. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem. Yeah. But I'm I'm not we need to move away from this fucking your team, my team political system. Sure. You know, and I, I that sorry, that's just something that like I was I was reading the debate, like this argument today, and someone instantly jumped in and started talking about Democrats. And my thought was like, who the fuck mentioned <laughs> who 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 pulled the trigger here? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean I don't disagree with you in that way because yeah. it has become uh, such a divisive thing uh, for people to use. Yeah. Almost like we're rooting for football teams, right? Very much so. And the thing that we need to remember is that every single one of us, whichever political party you are, is American. Yeah. You So, like, shouldn't we be voting as a people? Mm-hmm. And what's best for the people? Like, I don't know, the whole point of the fucking reason we came here and started and shit. Uh, Instead of, 
you know, oh, you're blue and I'm red and uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, we can't agree on shit that way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, obviously we can't agree on shit because we're not agreeing on anything. Yeah. And things are just like, things are just escalating quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm not a part and I'm, I'm not around all of that, like, um, conservative, like, Democrat bashing. I don't hear a lot of it because I'm I'm not around a lot of people like that, you know. But someone did say something that honestly I never thought about it, but I thought it was funny. They called Obama O Obummer, <laughs> and I was like, I've never heard that. And maybe it's because that's probably like prevalent in their scene. But maybe it's because we we voted for Obama. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I was like, that's pretty fucking funny. It, it's kind of funny. I guess. I don't like, know. I think oh, if I was in oh. middle school, I would call him a bummer. But that's such a... F- what a stupid joke, right? For an yeah. adult to make. I don't know. Lowbrow humor is all I'm saying. I'll be honest. If I went to middle school with Barack Obama, I would have called him bareback Obummer. Wow. That's a lot better, though. That's <laughs> a, like a note. You, know that you put a note on the joke. Uh <laughs> Um, and some of you might be asking, uh, what does the current events have to do with uh, citizens of multiple Earths? Aren't you guys comedy and comic books? Yeah. And we're called Citizens of Multiple Earths. It's about the people. It's citizens. Like, yeah. citizens. Citizens. It's about the citizens of the multiple Earths upon which we meet. That might be destroyed by 2021. Uh, in all seriousness, though, though uh, the the whole there were a number of things of yeah. that came into the name, but one of the biggest things was that uh, my full belief is that anyone can get into comic books, and comic books is for anyone at all. And my reasoning is these stories come from real people. Mm -hmm. These are real stories being told, uh, you know, (laughs) by real people. And um, there is a story for every person out there. Yeah. Absolutely. All kinds of people have written stories and uh, drawn pages to those stories. And all of these stories bring all of these people together and mm-hmm. say, oh, I see myself in this character and I see myself, uh, you know, on this m- multiverse or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, even if you've never picked up a comic book or whatever, there's a story for you. I'm sure of it. And uh, some of the stories that we have talked about on this show are stories like Civil War, uh, Secret Wars and... Um, We've talked about The Walking Dead a lot, mm-hmm. which deals a lot with, um, like, human behavior. And uh, it g- even gets political at times because of the human interactions. Yeah. So it's not necessarily because I read a specific thing that had to do with what's going on. It's just that sometimes uh, we need to talk about things that aren't from a book that are real life. And I kind of find ways in books to ground us there. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Um, so moving on, uh, because there's quite a bit of information <laughs> that I uh, would like to discuss. Um, so uh, currently what's going on is we are in the middle 
of an impeachment. Uh, Trump has been impeached. What? We're waiting on the final, the, the final blow, if you will, um, so that he doesn't get elected again. Yeah. Um, however, uh, everybody knows about what's going on with Iran. I'm sure it's been <clears throat> everywhere. Mm. Uh, so the U.S., if you don't know, the U.S. has killed a really high up leader of, uh, what is it called again? The, sorry, the Quds Force, the mm. Iran's Quds Force, which is a branch uh, or rather a selective team within the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. And so Qasem Soleimani, I'm going to high five myself on that because I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Uh, he was the head of this elite force, right? So he would carry out like high level operations across the Middle East and he would train uh, Shiite milit militias, right? So he was, like, a really fucking important dude. And back in April of, I guess, of this last year, because mm. we're not in April, uh, the Trump administration labeled the Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist organization. And Soleimani, when he first took over this part of the military, mm. it, this, it was about 15 years ago. When he started commanding uh, the Quds Force, and uh, he started spreading Iran's influence across the Middle East, and because he he took over this force and he started spreading the message, and he and he started like um, creating plans to take over a specific part of the Middle East, uh, he gained a tremendous amount of recognition for this, right? Uh, and. Soleimani was described by uh, General David Petraeus. Petraeus? P-E-T-R-A-E-U-S. Um, Patras. It kind of it it kind of sounds like Patronus. You know what I mean? Uh, so he was he is a formerly a U.S. Forces commander and CIA director, and he says that Soleimani was the architect of Iran's attempts to take over an area known as the Shiite Crescent, which is a part of the Middle East that spans from Iran to Iraq, Syria, and southern Lebanon. Now, uh, according to Trump, quote, Soleimani was plotting imminent and sinister attacks on American diplomats and military personnel, but we caught him in the act and terminated him, unquote. He went on to defend himself uh, because people were saying, like, he, he did it to provoke war, right? Mm. We, don't, we don't really know the full reason, but it is, that is a possibility. So he went on to defend himself and say, quote, we took action last night to stop a war. We did not take action to start a war, unquote. He said this from his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida on Friday. And he said, he continued to say, quote, I have deep respect for the Iranian people. They are a remarkable people with an incredible heritage and unlimited potential. We do not seek regime change, unquote. 
I don't, you know, Trump says a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just giving you guys the facts and the quotes and things. You can you can think and feel however you want. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it, mm-hmm. um, especially because of, of what's going on <clears throat> lately. Who's to say what was going on in his mind anyway? He's not the brightest color in the coloring box. I just think it's interesting that I, I read an article today um, that a friend of my, the the same uh, friend that was in the argument. Sure. Uh, For a different, or against uh, in the argument. Pointing. What was, what was the side you were supposed to be on? Pointing out the reality of why most likely that hit was carried out. Okay. Um, I have some some things about that as well. Two to three days prior to the hit, uh, Iran found a field with around 53 billion barrels worth of oil. Uh-huh. So it's a brand new oil reserve. Brand new territory. It's technically now uh, Iranian territory. Mm-hmm. But if we went to war with them, same way that we went to war because there were uh, weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. and really it was just over oil. Right. It's just uh, one of those uh, nice little tidbits that's um, coincidence. Well, hold on to that thought because um, I will go into a few reasons why Trump may have let the green light on this. Mm-hmm. Um from the Iranian side, uh, it's extremely it's an extremely unexpected action for us to do, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of we we've been host mm, I don't want to say hostile we've been we have been on at odds, at, at odds. yes thank you we've been at odds uh, for quite some time now and if if anyone saw the movie Argo. Mm-hmm. Written and directed by uh, Ben Affleck, uh, or Batman now, I guess formerly Batman. Uh, that is a good movie to watch if you don't really know anything about Iran because it's pretty. It's pretty accurate. He was he did a good job of making it pretty accurate to the situation. Um, but if you don't know anything about it, I'll give you a brief little thing. So basically. There were uh, there were several Americans that were in Iran that were super important. I can't remember. That's why you should watch the movie because I'm not a fucking Wikipedia. Um, they were super important and they were stuck in Iran and they couldn't get out of Iran. And basically Ben Affleck, who's from the CIA or the FBI, I can't remember either. He basically uh, creates this whole plan, convoluted plan, to get them out, and they have to pretend to be Canadians and all this crazy shit, and they have to get out. They get out. They get back to the U.S. However, it was like during during this time where Iran and the U.S. were at odds with each other, and you, it was not a good thing to be from the States if you went to Iran. Yeah. But let's be real, guys. The U.S. does a lot of shady shit yeah. to other countries, so it's like not surprising that people hate us. Um, so basically, to Iran, mm. if we do something like this, it's like, 
okay well you just took out one of our highest leaders like that's like a that's like a note you know like yeah okay you're basically willing to be violent and like take extreme action you know what i mean this could rather i'll uh iran's uh supreme leader indicated that the country is expected to respond however it's unclear how they'll act which is still unclear and the iran's supreme national security council held an emergency meeting with the leader on friday um, but no details were released however it was stated by uh, the security council that um, america must know the criminal attack on general Soleimani was its worst strategic mistake in the Middle East and that America will not escape the consequences easily, unquote. Um, so it's very vague what kind of action that will be taken. Um, however, experts do not believe that Iran would take actions to start an all-out war. And Dina Esfandieri, I think that's how you say it, I hope, she is an Iran expert at the cent at the Century Century Foundation think tank, and uh, and they say Iran quote Iran knows that it can't win. Pardon me. Iran knows that it can't win an all-out war, an all-out conventional war. So it's not going to start it and then lose it because that's a hell of a lot worse than no retribution. Unquote. Mm -hmm. um this would be for Soleimani's death of course because that's that was the retaliation um she does say quote what it will do however is react decisively by using asymmetric warfare so things like drawing on its proxies in the region uh to cause more trouble in Iraq Lebanon and Syria unquote yeah um, so going back to what you were saying about why he could potentially do this, that is most certainly a viable option because we have gone to war many times over war or oil. Uh, we love oil, right? Um, so why would Trump do this? It is potentially uh, like a tactic to seek re-election. Mm -hmm. Right, like if you remember, um, in the nine well, eleven. Yeah. Let's uh, also let's also throw out the 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 reasoning that was uh, given, mm -hmm. uh, which was there was an attack on the U.S. embassy in Iran um, that was presumably by uh, led by that same general. Right. So this was the taking out the general was according to the U.S. government, a retaliation for the attack on the embassy. That's according to Which? our U.S. government. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's right. Because <laughs> they didn't, the, he hadn't actually done anything yet. There, there was an attack on a, on a, on a U.S. embassy. In Iran, uh, a couple of days before. I did not say that. Um, okay. 
Okay. Can you? Um, I'll see if I can find <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would quote if I would say that that's factual. Um, I don't mean to give you dead silence here. Oh no no no! I, uh, just, I that's, really would like to know because yeah. I did a lot of fucking research on this, and you just and then you just kind of threw that in there. Um, I I am looking this up. Seeing nothing. I don't see anything, sir. Huh? No. That's what's been flying around the Facebooks. Let me see this. We're still here, I promise. Um, but yeah, that's look, that's what I've seen in a few different places. Um But hell, I could be wrong, man. Uh, okay, well... But if that's not true, then hey. Well, I honestly can't read that quickly. Um, <laughs> as I'm... And I'm also really tired of dead air. Yeah. Um, but so let's... Uh, I'm going to continue with my research. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> put that as a false fact for now. Uh, and... And also, I want to say with this too, I did I did check the links and I did my research yeah. and I made sure that things were not fake news. Um, something to be really wary of, guys, is fake news. Uh, stuff from like Breitbart and and I can't I can't even think of specific writers right now. But there's stuff out there that is trying to deter you and make you think that it is something else. So just make sure that it's from a trustworthy website. Uh, most of my research today came from several Huffington Post articles uh, and a couple of Democracy Now! articles as well. Um, so some of the, one of the reasons uh, that this, like I said, uh, could be why Trump uh, flipped the green light was uh, he was seeking re-election um because war is a very easy way to get reelected if you remember uh during 9/11 um Bush was up for re-election we ended up re-electing him because we were afraid to change administrations in the middle of a war that was started under his so that's a really easy way to get re-elected um another thing is to distract the American people from the impeachment process um a lot of people right now are also forgetting that he's currently being impeached. So, <laughs> and he also forgets that he's being impeached. Uh, but it's, it's just you, buddy. You're getting impeached. Uh, and another thing is to, uh, to appease, like, both sides, um, further destabilizing the, re the, the Middle East and intensify sectarianism. Um, hmm. 
another thing that hasn't really ever stopped since 9-11, um, I feel like America has always been anti-Muslim because we've been at, we've been at odds with the Middle East for so long. Um, you know, we had the Gulf War following, or rather prior to 9-11. Um, we've never really left the Middle East either. So something that you're going to see a lot more of in the media and the mainstream media is anti-Muslim propaganda. Don't fall for it. Uh, Muslim Americans don't want anything to do and have nothing to do with what's going on with terrorist groups or with what's going on in Iran or in the Middle East or anything like that. They don't want to be associated with it <laughs> because... It like it's it obviously doesn't bode well. Um, but I would say the racism from a situation like this yeah. is gonna is gonna get worse. And so I'm very if you if I just want to be mindful and if you can protect Muslim Americans in a way, then do so. Like speaking up. Yeah, and also at the at the end of the day, when it comes down to the Muslim Americans that we have in our country, you know, one just because they're Muslim doesn't mean they're Iranian, you know, mm -hmm. and two, they they shouldn't be held accountable for whatever is going on overseas. They don't have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, sorry. Um so right now I'm gonna use this uh transition here about uh propaganda to talk about something else uh that is very it's a huge problem in the cosplay community. And in the and amongst people of color, uh, so as we, we a lot of research has been done, uh, a lot more mental health research, trauma research, PTSD, things like that, um, has been done more and more um, over the last decade or so, mm -hmm. um, and so we we found that trauma is stored in our bodies. Um, when like something happens to us and there's different types of trauma, right? Is it's not like there, there's different levels of trauma. Not every trauma is PTSD. Does that make sense? Um, but you can have trauma that stays with you for, for years. And so let's say you were sexually assaulted. Let's say you were in a domestic, uh, in a, an abusive relationship. Um, so like these kinds of traumas, will stay in our bodies and it changes the way that we process our brain processes information and the brain will associate things people places with the traumatic event you know like oh i remember the brain will remember an object that was there a spoon maybe and now spoon you'll associate spoons with that trauma and so your brain will send a signal to defend itself right and that's when we have a reaction to trauma and so uh that same 
trauma and that same reaction to trauma can be passed down to your children, to your grandchildren, and so on. And it can just go on generation after generation. And this is called transgenerational trauma. Um, so I don't know if anyone's heard the term generational trauma or anything like that. It's kind of a new relatively new uh research that they've expanded on recently um Mm. but like for example uh native americans and and african americans uh experience this generational trauma um because like we have 500 years of enslaving african americans and therefore the trauma of that in itself is passed down from one to the other and to yeah. now. So when we talk about things like uh, like reparations, right, for that time, that is why these things get brought up. Because just because it happened then and it's not happening now doesn't mean that we're not still feeling the effects of this trauma yeah um and so when you know when people say all lives matter or when they say um well i'm white but i'm not a i'm not a part of that or whatever sure (laughs) you are not directly a hand in the in this particular thing however you your family may come from and you still benefit from uh, being white and or you know your family may may have been slave owners and so you your family your generation was part of creating that trauma yeah. and so that's where these conversations come from right um, and so uh, when we talk about things uh, like race face comes up a lot um, I something I personally saw over this last halloween was somebody dressed up as a native american right Mm -hmm. i didn't see any blackface i i don't know what it is but i've never seen anyone do blackface never been around anyone who does blackface um maybe i mean that's luck that's good right but it's it goes around at least once a year, right? Every Halloween, somebody's gonna do blackface. So once again, um, you know, because I'm in the cosplay community, I see these things going around again, having to remind people don't wear blackface, mm-hmm. don't do yellow face, uh, brown face, you know, things like that. And a lot of people might might say like, what's the big deal? Like you know, like you're it's Halloween, you just want to be like the character. so i walk around the world as a as a white person of color Mm. a white passing person of color rather um you know i'm i'm cuban i'm chinese but i look white everybody thinks i'm white everybody wants me to be white Mm -hmm. and so uh i i have a privilege that comes with that because yeah i'm chinese but i don't I because I'm mixed, I don't look super Chinese, so I can pass off as a white person and escape a lot of the the racism that a darker person would experience. Yeah. Right? Um but and I and I cosplay and I've done 
like you know i've done a plenty of cosplays but i never change the tone of my skin because there's people who walk around in this world who are born much darker than i am and do not have the privilege of changing their skin color whenever they want yeah so because because you look white you or because you look white and it's halloween doesn't justify you taking off skin when you, when you want because it doesn't work like that yeah i'm going to give you an i'm going to give you an example of a story that was recently told to me by a very close friend of mine and i'm going to leave his uh name out of it and stuff um but a very close friend of mine told me this story and this was like last week this is very recent so uh i'm gonna try and tell this story as quickly as possible so this friend of mine uh had been uh living in living in this house um and he was planning on leaving Mm. and uh I guess he needed, uh, like, he had had a couple days. They gave him a couple days. And the night before, um, he was supposed to, like, fully check out. He didn't have time to fully pack his stuff. And then he spoke to the owners of the home and said, and asked them, Hey, I'm sorry, you know, I'm wrapping things up. I'm Because he's leaving out of Miami, like, to another yeah. uh, county. So, like, it's a lot bigger than just, like, a house to house. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Diet Coke. Uh, so, he's leaving uh, from house to house, or rather, county to county, and so it was a little bit harder for him to um, to just, like, pack everything. You know, it was a lot of loose ends to tie up. So he asked them, can I, hey, is it okay if I come in in the morning and I'll pack up the rest of my stuff and then I'm out of there, right? They said via the text, yes, it's okay. Mm. Then they say yes, and then they tow his car. Um, and uh, I forgot to mention that this close friend of mine is a person of color. Mm. Um, he's, he's actually um, African uh, from Liberia. Uh, and so... Uh, they towed his car after having already agreed to the fact that he was going to come back the next day. Yeah. So he gets, I'm assuming he got his car back. He didn't say he had his car <laughs> in the story. Mm -hmm. So I guess he gets his car back, um, comes back the next morning. And the owner who is uh, like a, like a, looks like a white California dude. Um, he just starts taking his stuff out of the apartment and just like throwing it outside basically like or like shoving it in his car and just kind of like i don't give a fuck about your stuff yeah. i told you to get out of here even though you agreed to let him go the next day but okay um so <laughs> sorry mm -hmm. i'm getting i'm taking it personally anyway uh so he's that's going back and forth you know this guy's uh, the my friend's inside this guy's outside throwing out stuff so um, eventually, uh, my friend starts looking for his phone um, because he, he's thinking in his mind, the best thing I can do for myself is call the police. You know, I'm still calm. I'm still collected. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm trying not to let this escalate um, because 
you have to remember that he's a black man going against a white man. So yeah. it's like, how does that look in our society? So mm-hmm. his phone is somewhere in the stuff that got shoved in because mm-hmm. the I guess the owner like grabbed his phone and just kind of shoved it. Um, and so then uh, he he the owner starts filming him like they start uh, arguing the owner starts filming him and then uh my friend having been like <laughs> over it smacks the phone out of his hand mm. right and then the white guy responds by saying you are a n-word and you deserve to be a slave hmm. i'm just gonna let that sink in yeah so he says that, and my friend, with all the willpower in the world, doesn't fucking lose it. Mm. He doesn't lose it. All, all justification to lose it, and he doesn't. So when he is telling me this story, we begin, like, as, <laughs> as you can imagine, we begin speaking about systemic racism and all these things that are, co- all these different problems in the world that are all connected to racism. And one of the things that I want to highlight about this story is the generational trauma. So my friend comes from a, a line of or a line, an African tribe in Liberia that actually fought slave owners um, or they killed themselves before they got caught. Mm-hmm. So he comes from a tribe that has not experienced any generational trauma to with in reference to slavery because they were never enslaved mm. now most african americans come from a family who were enslaved and so because of the so because he my friend does not come from from a family that uh, were was enslaved and he doesn't have this trauma, that is the only reason that he was able to stay so calm. And the reason being, there's another uh, level of power in this, is because a white person automatically knows the information they need to get out in order to rile up a person of color or Mm. an African American. You, as a white person, know that if I say the N-word, I know that I'm going to upset this person and I'm going to get the reaction that I want. So in this story, this white guy was trying to say the N-word and call him a slave in order to get the rise out of him that he was looking for so that he would look like the crazy one. Right? So it's another level of power in such a small situation. And I, I did ask my friend if I could share his story, and he did say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to – I thought that that was so important to talk about because it's these, it's these things, these, these little – these interactions and stories that we have that just remind us, like, the balance of power – uh, like the the stain of white supremacy that is still in this country 
Mm. Um, and and just like, I don't know. I just thought it was the perfect explanation of generational trauma versus non, and the reaction that you can get out of somebody with a balance of power. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was. It's pretty wild. I'm, I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're ever questioning why, if you're a cosplayer out there, and if you're ever questioning, oh my God, I want to do Storm, um, but I want to be accurate, so I'm going to do a brown face. Don't do that. It's not a good idea. I have actually seen a few white cosplayers do Storm and not do brown face, just them. And that is how you do it. (laughs) that is how you do it (laughs) um it's one thing to change your eye color with context it's an entirely other thing to race face somebody you know dressing up uh changing your skin color to brown changing your skin color to yellow to be an asian person or making your eyes look slanty so sick of people doing that um so just i hope uh Rachel Dolezal, uh, who became, I guess she became famous or she became well known mm-hmm. uh, because she was a, pre- a president of an NAACP chapter and she turned out to be a white person who was pretending to be a black person. And there was even this documentary that came out about her and her identity and how she identifies as black and all this stuff, da 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 da. The problem, the biggest problem with that is the fact that she's born white and she worked so hard to to cosplay a black person. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. It's just not like you, you. You don't know what it means. And so you can't walk around uh, dressing up as someone that y- you don't even understand the weight of that. the the color of your skin um and that's really all i have uh for this (laughs) that was a lot it was a lot uh it was a lot it was super heavy guys i'm sorry (laughs) oh by the Um, way but very um, serious and important to talk about so uh hit me baby one more time from the new york times okay Okay, the article is how the confrontation between the U.S. and Iran escalated. Tuesday, December 35th. And Tuesday, December 31st. There is no December 35th. Pro-Iranian militia members marched on the U.S. embassy, effectively imprisoning American diplomats inside for more than 24 hours and burning the embassy's reception area. President Trump blamed Iran for orchestrating the protest. Okay. So that happened two days before, like a day or two before the assassination. Sure. I d- okay, so then it turns out it's right. Yes. Um. I don't want to... How do I say this? There's also a tremendous amount of information that we don't know. Of course. Uh, so regardless of who started what, there's that they're sharing that that's information that we know. 
mm-hmm. we know about that uh the the soul imani thing um which like how you were saying with the oil thing like mm-hmm. what's there's only a certain amount of information they release to the American public because they don't want the American public to know half the shit that the government's doing. Of course. Um, primarily because they think, you know, we don't understand it or we're going to, like, think something. No, you know, like the reality is that they know that we would understand that at the end of the day, they're doing what is best for their corporate partners and sponsors. For them, yeah. I.e., <laughs> Boeing and all the other ones who will make a shit ton of money off of war. Yes. So, and that that was something else. Uh, there were two things I left out. The first thing was that um, the America, of that war make, that America war profits off of war. And so they want to be, they want to be, they're fucking horny for it, man. Like, <laughs> they're, like, they're so horny for war. Yeah. So it's like, who knows who... Like, okay, that happened, and then this happened, but what happened before that? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, what? um, Because also, if you remember, the Iran deal, like, in 2018, Trump was like, no more Iran deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, it's there's been a couple things to happen with Iran already, because that was, the Iran deal was something that Obama did. And he's like, no. He well, doesn't want to. He's yeah. been. He's gone back on everything Obama yeah. has done. Well, that and um, like something like through the argument that I was watching that that I was reading earlier, you know, like here's what a lot of Americans need to understand: we are not really the good guys in the eyes of the rest of the world. The American U.S. government, in the eyes of most of the world, are assholes. Why? Because For we have we have troops down all over the world. We're more of we're more like the empire. We are like the empire. We are not the rebel alliance. Fuck. We're not the good guys. We're the ones who step into everybody else's land. Tell them how to do things, and when they don't want to do it our way, we force them to. Yeah. Well, so we're conquerors. You know, because we're... We're Christopher Columbus all over again. Fuck. And somebody was talking about how, like, one of the persons mentioned, you know, Trump is the one with the balls that not let us be bullied. We're the fucking bullies. We're already bullies. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The U.S. military are fucking bullies. Um... I do want to point out the average American <laughs> does not want a war, does not yeah. want another war. Um, and I, so I want to say this. If anybody tries to tell you that you're anti-American because you don't want to go to war, tell them to fuck off because that's not true and that's not how it works. You just have human decency and you're thinking about the consequences of the war, primarily the consequences towards the people who are going to lose, which is not us. Well, let's be honest, though, now. Iran is already talking with Russia and China. Who both hate us. And all three of them are on the same like thought process. So can we win this war? 
I don't know. Against it hasn't all even, three of those nations? It hasn't even started yet. Um, so, I but I, I think the fact that the first thing, the, the first thing people were, the first thought in people's minds was, oh my God, are we going to go to war? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've already lived through what, we've already lived through what's about to happen. Well, we're not even done with one war. That war's not over. Well, no, it never, know. it never really ended. <laughs> it just kind of became less at the forefront, right? Um, that was because we got... We just we stopped have, caring because like, we already got the oils. So and we have matter. computers doing things for us for us now. Um, so anyway, uh, we have a few minutes left. Anything else you want to say on anything we've talked about? Um... By the way, if anyone's responding to our Instagram live, I just like I can't see you, right? Yeah. I can't see like I'm far away from. Uh, so hey, thanks for tuning in, and I love. Only, you. only thing I will say is I like being someone who is half Native American. Um, I have noticed that when it comes down to everything that's happening now in the movements of uh, civil rights and equal rights, and when it comes down to representation or misrepresentation, the group who I see least uh, stuck up for, you know, is the Native American community. Because you hear about blackface, you hear about yellowface, you hear about brownface. Nobody talks about redface. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that. Nobody, people still don't care that there is the Kansas City Chiefs the Florida Seminoles. The Redskins. No, yeah, the Redskins. Nobody cares about any of this stuff. Let's be honest. Like, there's there's words that I will not use. But imagine if we had an NFL team who used one of the derogatory terms for an African American. Right. Imagine. The, it would be. Or a Latino. The, the balance of. The, the balance Anger. of standing up and, yeah. for the the um, marginalized yes. is uneven. I, I think it's extremely uneven, you know, because people look at Native Americans and kind of think, oh, well, you got reservations, so you're good. Right. When people don't understand what a reservation is, it is a plot of land in this country that is not this country. So they do not get any of the benefits of this country. So... This country can tax them on water, on electricity, on waste management, and on everything else to a point where they now become so dependent on this country. Right. And uh, let's not forget the like the reservations that don't even have their own water yeah. and have to drive miles and miles out fill up a truck with water and bring it back and a lot water to everyone you know because it's it's <laughs> because at the end of the day they are not i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable they are not a part of the quote-unquote u.s they yeah. are their own sovereign nation mm -hmm. so the u.s says well you're fucked go you wanted your land there you go right they've worked very hard to make it seem as though Native Americans uh, still have equal rights and same and like the same. Uh, well, it's like perks in, yeah. of being an American. Well, it's, yeah, it's like in Miami where, whenever anybody thinks about a Native American, what do they think about? They think about 
the Mikasuki Gaming Center. Right. It, like they've because there's casinos and stuff, they've yeah. worked really hard to make it seem as though Native Americans are fine. Yeah. But they're still fighting for their land. They're still fighting for pipes being built in their land. It's very much not over. Um, I don't disagree with you there. So. I definitely think the Native American voice needs to be, uh, we need to be a little bit louder for them. Yeah. Um, because they're, they're talking, right? Native Americans are talking. I don't think we're doing enough uh, to help them. And if you do want uh, more information on that, it's very easy on Facebook. Uh, follow Standing Rock. Right. You know, a really, really great page to follow. Uh, they give great information on uh, what's happening in the Native American pe- community yeah. and the activists who are actually standing up for the cause. Yeah, and it's not just for Standing Rock, but for other yeah. potential pipelines. No, they're all, they stand yeah, up for they, all Native of, American It's kind of like Black Lives Matter yes. for the Native American community. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, right? Great. Uh, we're, we're kind of out of time anyway. Uh, so... Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that this was a really difficult discussion maybe to hear or have. Maybe this started a conversation in your car with other people or in your house. I don't know. Hopefully uh, in a positive way. Um, but I I just feel th- that we need to discuss things that make us uncomfortable. Because if we don't talk about it, then we're unable to point out what needs to be improved upon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to live in a world where we're blind we're blinded to our own flaws um because flaws can be fixed um so uh thank you so much for for tuning into this episode um citizens of multiple earths will be on a brief hiatus um we just have a lot of things going on in our personal lives at the moment uh and so we just feel that um we need to take a little mini break. I know that we just took a break and this is our first episode back. Um, but this is this is life, uh, the roll of the dice. Uh, so please stick around. Um, we're still going to be active on social media, um, but we will be uh, on a hiatus for a little bit, probably, probably until about March. We'll keep you posted. Um, so just remember to keep it nerdy. And keep it dirty. Goodbye. Ah!